With the San Francisco 49ers falling in convincing fashion, are the Baltimore Ravens now the best team in the NFL? Ho, ho, ho. It's a Merry Christmas here on today's episode of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome in to another episode of Locked On NFL. And clearly, I am in the holiday spirit, as is our good friend Luke Braun here at Luke Braun NFL. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> crying over here. <laughs> that might Why did this. you say ho, ho, ho? <laughs> I felt like it, man. It's Christmas. You know what I'm saying? So it is oh, a man. Christmas. You're hearing this Christmas Day. We're recording, of course, Christmas evening after a triple header over on a Monday Night Football here for today's episode of Locked on NFL, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We appreciate you being an everydayer here with us on the show as we break down the biggest stories from around the National Football League. And when it comes to these Tuesdays, Luke Braun and Ross Jackson, we keep it interesting. We have a ton of fun here <laughs> as your uh, NFL experts here on the Locked on Podcast Network. On today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at uh, a new era in the NFL. The MVP mm -hmm. race gets a big time shakeup. We're going to take a look at the Baltimore Ravens. Are they the best team in the NFL now as well? In today's episode of Locked on NFL, brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked on NFL for $20 off of your first order. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So, Luke, it was a big win for the Baltimore Ravens. And in convincing fashion, they yeah. knock off the guy that. I mean, if folks listen to the holiday special, Mike Renner just called the number one team in the NFL from over at Renner Ranks, uh, the San Francisco 49ers. In convincing fashion, they fall to the Baltimore Ravens. Are the Baltimore Ravens now the team to beat in the NFL? There is, I, I think that was the two best teams in the NFL. Yeah, I have I been saying all year that the 49ers is the best team in the NFL. Don't talk to me about how Brock Purdy is just a game manager or whatever. So is Tom yeah. Brady. All right. Game manager isn't a bad thing. Um, <laughs> Shout as, out Cam, Cam, Newton. Cam, Cam Newton cooked, by the way. Cooked, Cam Newton man. cooked. Uh, <laughs> so I, I still believe in the 49ers. I, I am uh, a little worried about Trent Williams. He goes down yeah. in this game. Uh, as of this recording, we don't know the severity of that, so that's something to keep an eye on. But yeah, it's like, now, how do you argue against the Ravens after they go against that team in their own house and dunk on them? Uh, that was a dunk. That was Lamar Jackson primetime putting on a show and honestly playing with his food in a, against a very, very, very good team. I legit would not be surprised to see these two teams both retain the one seeds in their respective conferences and meet again in Las Vegas in February. Ooh. Uh that like I I'm not off the 49ers at all. They are they're injured and I get it. Uh, they're gonna they they still have kind of the driver's seat to a bye week if I'm not mistaken in terms of the NFC standings. That'll help with those injuries depending on the severity of some of them. Um, but it it's really hard to argue with Lamar Jackson when he finally has a little bit of a supporting cast, just a little bit of one Zay flowers and whatever's left of Odell Beckham and, you know, mm -hmm. Sean Bateman and all that. It's just enough. Uh, not even, doesn't even have Mark Andrews anymore. Um, right. plus a little bit of an O line, right? Uh, yeah. not having to carry the ship entirely by himself, giving him just a little bit. And then suddenly the dude can just run around and cook. And it, when he plays the way that he played on Christmas night, uh, indefensible, just, you, you yeah. cannot 
there's just some stuff that as a defensive person coordinator, you just have to go, well, that's just going to happen to us. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those, it's one of those deals to where like you, you see one of those players and then you go, okay, well you can't stop that player. So you just do your best to mitigate or limit uh, their impact. Yeah. And this was a big thing. I mean, like when the, when the Ravens brought in new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin this offseason, this is what we expected to see from them. And this is what we expected to see for Lamar Jackson weapons, a passing game and his ability to run in this game, completed 65% of his passes through for two touchdowns and 252 yards, added another 45 yards rushing, including some big clutch runs late in the mm -hmm. game in the second half as well. The Ravens defense absolutely cooked four sacks in this game, five interceptions, including the game ceiling interception against a San Francisco 49ers quarterback Sam Darnold because uh, mm -hmm. Brock Birdie was out of the game, had exited the game with a stinger, went to the injury tent, was still on the sideline. I believe he still had his helmet in his hand. Couldn't really tell in the broadcast view, but they continued with Sam Darnold. I think that was a, a wise decision in this game because they look, the, the 49ers still found their way into good position and good territory to be able to maybe score before the two-minute warning, turn it into a one-score game, but that Ravens defense – uh, you know, for all the talk we could do about Lamar Jackson, that Ravens defense was outstanding uh, in this game. And on that interception with uh, Marcus Williams in the back or, or you know, kind of sealing the game, his first interception of the season, Brandon Ayuk on the outside one on one in that situation, the Ravens trusted the guys that they had and it worked out great. I mean, that defense balled out this evening. And I think if you're looking for the sort of the things you want from the best teams in the NFL. And I'm right there with you, Luke. For me, it's Baltimore and San Francisco. San Francisco is not on that conversation for me at all. But it starts with the the defense, and then it continues with the quarterback. And I think it, it the, both these teams check both boxes without a doubt. There is something I should mention about the 49ers. There's a curse that has afflicted them back in October. Ooh. No uh -huh. team in NFL history has ever lost to Kirk Cousins and then gone on to win the Super Bowl. Guess what the 49ers did this year? The oh, curse is on them. Wow. It's over. The, the, the playoff upset is coming. Curse. No team has ever lost to Kirk Cousins and then gone on to win the Super Bowl. Wow. Who'd have thought Kirk <laughs> Cousins was the key to the NFL championship? Kingmakers. The, he is the kingmaker. <laughs> <That's> absolutely. <laughs> or the king, absolutely the king slayer. Yeah, a little, a little, yeah, the Jamie Lannister vibe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm thinking about the AFC, right? Because if you look at the mm -hmm. NFC, all of these teams are falling apart. If we're trying to figure out who's the best team in the NFL, right? <laughs> right. Well, the the 49ers just crapped on the lawn uh, in in on, on Christmas. The Eagles kind of did too. They got a three game winning streak. They barely scraped by the Giants, who are benching quarterbacks. It's like yeah. hard to say it's them right now, right? They're they're right in a, in a really rough spot, you know, the, the Cowboys just lost to Miami. They probably are going to have to play on the road a whole bunch again. Um, they've had, you know, their ups and downs. I, I still believe in them more, but it's yeah. just hard when you're going to have to be the fifth seed, right? You're gonna have to go on the road right. probably for the entire playoffs. That's a really difficult thing to accomplish. Hey, something the Buccaneers did, right? That's you look right. at Detroit, maybe like I, I look at the NFC and I look at the AFC and I think the best team in the league has to be either the Ravens or the Dolphins who, who, proved mm -hmm. quite a bit in beating the Cowboys who are a good team. Yeah. Um, it, it has to be those two. Like, it feels like we can just fast forward to, to Ravens dolphins in the AFC championship. But I feel like I also said that last time with the chiefs and bills last year with the chiefs and bills. And then the Bengals came in and ruined all of that. And then, you know, you play the game, play the games for a reason. Um, and, and I think about this is what a great opportunity for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to, 
undo their their reputation for blowing it in the playoffs. Yeah, because they yeah. were this good in 2019, and yeah. that was Lamar Jackson. He won MVP that year. They were that team. They went. They got bounced by a, a feisty t- Titans team. And you know, if you hit that sort of Fugazi, well coached kind of team. I think of like the Steelers now. Like they aren't good, but they're so well coached that they're gonna always be in, uh, yeah. in, in the game in some way. You know, good defense, that kind of thing. Yep. Uh, and and I think about not to mention you know a division rival, so they know you well, and it's hard to beat somebody three times in a. Yeah. Especially, I believe the Ravens still have a Steelers game coming up, right? Or am I am I wrong I about so. that? I'll have to look at what the main yeah, schedule at, is, which I want to look um, at anyway. Yeah, look that up because. I, I look at that and I think, you know, that that's the kind of team that beat the Ravens last time um, that was able to kind of come up with it. What do they have left? Yeah, they've got the Dolphins next and then the Steelers to close out the season. So it's going to be what I mean, Baltimore. barn burner. Yeah, they get opportunities to really cook here or get exposed. Yeah. Right. Like you're not going to have any question marks about the Baltimore Ravens going into the playoffs at this point. For sure. And I think the only question is who gets the one seed and that might come down yep. to that Ravens Dolphins game. And, and that might mean, you know, that gives one of those teams an advantage if they do meet again in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that could be what it comes down to. So that's a that's, there's a lot at stake there, whether or not you think one team is better. But the other thing is, this is a week to week league. And yep. there are times when the Ravens have totally fallen apart, too. So yep. I caution anybody from doing the Mike Florio thing where you just get super caught up in whatever is happening right now. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> you know, 49ers are winning the Super Bowl, right? Like we heard that last week when right. they dunked on someone. Yep. And now we're saying, wow, are they even like a good playoff team? Like, let's not get too yeah, wrapped yeah, up in right. things. Yeah, like, of course, like both of these teams are excellent 100 percent but both of them have their vulnerabilities and it's going to be right. really interesting to see which ones of them are able to either correct or at least curb their, those vulnerabilities going into the playoffs luke you mentioned uh lamar jackson and his 2019 mvp campaign well there's a chance that he ends up coming back around to that conversation here in 2023 the first player this year that we shouted out to be the potential mvp at the end of the season just knocked off the guy who was the front runner head to head how did that impact the MVP race? We're going to be taking a look at that with our friends over at FanDuel here in just a sec as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On NFL, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On NFL is brought to you by FanDuel, as are these MVP odds. After this game, as I'm looking at it live, Lamar Jackson minus 180 to be MVP, followed by San Francisco 49er, not Brock Purdy. Christian McCaffrey at plus 450 is the second place uh, in in the FanDuel odds. Brock Purdy falls all the way down to plus 1900 after getting benched. If you want to get in on that action or anything else, you can head on over to FanDuel.com slash locked on. And right now you can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So if you want to go and just catch the biggest favorite of the week, whoever you want, if, whether they're minus 800 or not, you still would get $150 back in bonus bets with a $5 money line bet, assuming that that team wins. you. That's, that's 30 to 1 odds that you can get on a heavy favorite. You're not going to find odds like that anywhere else. Just head on over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. You can find not only money lines and MVP odds, but spreads, over-unders, all of that classic stuff, and a bunch of crazy parlays with their parlay builder building tool because i know y'all like to get absolutely crazy with those once again that is fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official partner of the nfl 
All right, everybody, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On NFL. Appreciate you being an everyday or making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget to go and check out that Locked On Sports Today uh, 24-7 national sports stream, the first ever in existence on YouTube. So head over to Locked On Sports Today YouTube page, subscribe, and check it all out. Be a part of History. On today's episode of Locked NFL, we're breaking down Baltimore Ravens with a big win over the San Francisco 49ers. Not only does that end up creating the conversation around who the best team in the NFL is, at least for right now, but as Luke said, it's a week-to-week league, so we know that we're going to see a big-time kind of shakeup when it comes to MVP odds with this game, and that is absolutely what has taken place. Luke, you just shared the odds from our friends over at FanDuel, but uh, let's go ahead and refresh a little bit. Uh, Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson now number one in FanDuel's Mm -hmm. MVP odds, and Brock Purdy falls quite a bit after a four-interception game. Uh, to that Baltimore Ravens defense. Who would ever throw four interceptions in a game? I've never seen that before. <laughs> Certainly haven't seen that th- three times in the last three weeks across oh, the NFL. No. Can we stop doing this? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a bleak moment, right? As as the case for Brock Purdy as MVP, I think, was more statistical than logical. It was, the, look at these numbers. Nobody's ever had numbers like this and not one MVP, and you got to do it. And I think that that's a little bit, short-sighted i think that's it's it's a little uh reductive because it's not the most statistically prolific player it's the most valuable player right right uh and i I, everybody understands that what brock purdy means to the 49ers is not the same thing as what say lamar jackson means to the ravens right Mm -hmm. the offense of the 49ers is built around christian mccaffrey george kittle debo samuel brandon Ayuk. Trent Williams, even like it, that offense is built around your offense is built around your best player, right? Yeah. The Vikings offense is built around Justin Jefferson. The Saints offense is built around sadness. Like it is <laughs> built around whoever your superstar is. <laughs> and, and for the Ravens, that is Lamar Jackson. And I think if you aren't the answer to that question, it's really hard for me to buy into you as MVP, even if you like pick up a lot of yeah, stats. Great point. Um, that said, that there's no shame in that for Purdy. And I think people need to no. understand that about the 49ers. That he's doing what the 49ers need to do to win games. Yep. You can do that all day long, you know? There there is something that is going to win you awards when you rush for 30 yards on a on a cool scramble, you know, in the third quarter of a game where you're dunking on the best team in the league. That's going to get you MVPs. Four yard crossers on third and two to Debo Samuel is not necessarily going to get you an MVP, but guess what? It's still going to win you a lot of games. And the 49ers yeah. have won a lot of games with Brock Purdy. So if you're a 49ers fan and you're upset about all this, let it go. It's fine. Yeah. Brock Purdy yeah. can still be who you want to be. The question is, did he actually get benched here? Right. 49ers will never admit that, but was it yeah. a, all right, four interceptions, you're out. You got a stinger. That's a good enough, enough excuse. You're out. Yeah. That would be the question here. Uh, and but but like what Purdy is doing, and if you think you can put Sam Darnold in and get exactly the same production, awesome, fantastic, right. great right. job, Kyle Shanahan. 49ers <laughs> fans should be thrilled with the fact that they built a foolproof offense. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like that's 
that there there is excitement in the MVP conversation, but when you're rooting for your favorite team, what you're rooting for is your favorite team. And if that player, whether MVP or not, can help your favorite team win games and put your favorite team in position to win games, there's still a lot to be excited about. Like you're going to hear a lot over the course of this week about did the San Francisco 49ers get exposed? Are they not who we thought they were? Blah, 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 blah. No, they're still one of the best teams in the NFL. They just ran head to head against one of the other best teams in the NFL and that's fine and I don't think that MVP race should change the way that San Francisco 49ers feel about their team and about their quarterback I always tend to play the and it can be reductive as well it can be a little bit of a slippery slope so you have to keep things in context but oftentimes with the MVP conversation I often play the how will X play if they're playing with Y's team, right? So I think about like if Brock Purdy mm. and Lamar Jackson swap places, oh God. I don't know if, you know what I mean? I don't know that Brock Purdy is as effective, but I think Lamar Jackson can be as effective with the added mobility that he brings as a runner. And so you put that I, in the universe. I just felt a disturbance in the force. I know, I know, I know. It's crazy. It's, it's, <laughs> Good a, it's gravy. a whole. Well, that's whole kind of what they wanted millennial. with Trey Lance. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking about, yeah. right? Like that's the that's the whole thing. This is a whole like millennial divide by zero situation right here. And yeah. so where I'm like swapping people on teams that have no business playing at each other's systems and things like that. <laughs> right. And systems matter so much. Like in in a sense, Lamar Jackson's a system quarterback, right? Like it's not a bad thing yeah, for sure. to, be, to be the guy that the system is built around, right? Like that's kind yeah. of the point. That's what's supposed to happen. That's good. You should yes. be a guy that your team wants to cater, like tailor everything to making him the most value, as valuable as he possibly can be. And if Absolutely. you take Lamar Jackson out of the Raiders or out of the Ravens, uh, that's why Tyler Huntley was is is the backup, right? Like that's why right. that that was their guy for so long is because he was one of the only guys is that that can still execute that role. You right. cannot have Sam Darnold be the backup quarterback of the Ravens. You know what I mean? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But yes, that that's exactly it. So like the way that I look at it, yeah, like the, Lamar Jackson was the first guy that we highlighted on this show and said, hey. He's playing at an MVP level. Uh, then he kind of like cooled off a little bit. We talked a little bit about Jalen Hurts. He cooled off a little bit, talked a little bit about Dak Prescott. And then now we're back to Lamar Jackson. And in December, I, I had a player tell me not too long ago in, the, in in one of the locker room sessions that like December is the time to be remembered, right? December is when you're remembered. And this is absolutely that time for Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson, especially with the, with the Miami Dolphins coming up next week, and mm -hmm. then a big divisional game to close out the season against the Pittsburgh Steelers, these these are real opportunities for him to further solidify his sort of reign as MVP and, of course, solidify more importantly, just like we were talking about with Brock Purdy, more importantly, help to solidify the Baltimore Ravens as the best team in the conference and potentially in conversation for the best team in the NFL, along with the Miami Dolphins, along with the San Francisco 49ers, along with the Dallas Cowboys when that defense shows up and all those things. Like those, th these teams are going to trade off. They're going to move around. They're going to shift a bit, things like that. But uh, no doubt right now in my mind that Lamar Jackson is should be and is, according to our friends over at FanDuel, the MVP frontrunner. And right now he deserves that. Let's see if he can hang on to it because the MVP race this year has been it's up sure. and down yeah, and all over the place. I have one wrench to possibly throw in this because I think if you voted right now, it's Lamar Jackson and it's not close. Yeah. Let me give you a scenario. Ravens beat the Dolphins. 
Ravens get the one seed. Next week, Dolphins play Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills win a, uh, that game as well, and they also win Week 17. Buffalo Bills win the AFC East, and Josh Allen shows out in those two games. Does Josh mm. Allen steal this? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the thing, right? It's going to be like who shows up hottest at the last point. Let's say that the let's say that a part of the Ravens winning against the Miami Dolphins in, in sealing that one seat is that Lamar Jackson doesn't play week 18 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And then so Josh Allen goes off for that additional week. How does that end up having an impact? So do you give the leverage to the guy who led his team to an early number one seed clinching performance? Or do you give the the nod to the guy that you know, had the most impressive and by most impressive, I mean number of impressive performances by the end of the year? Let's just say I, I'm happy I don't have to vote for MVP. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I would still slam Lamar Jackson, one. but but yeah, I could I see I could see Lamar. sports writers not doing that. Yeah, 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 absolutely, a hundred percent. Like, surely, like, like someone's always going to vote for Troy. You know what I mean? Like, something's yeah. going to happen uh, like <laughs> that. So we'll we'll see how it goes. All right, coming up next, we're going to wrap it up with our yike and our like, including a new era in the NFL. We got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked On NFL, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game time is a great place to get last minute tickets, flash deals and zone deals. Think about it. Have you ever just spontaneously decided you want to go to an NFL game or an NBA game or an MLB game or a concert or a comedy show or whatever? And then suddenly you log on, you try to find those tickets and they're just marked up to heck because it's that night. Game time is there to help you navigate that crazy, crazy uh, jungle of finding last minute tickets. You they can do their zone deal where you pick the section. And game time picks the seats. You can get an average of 18% savings when you do that. And if you find the same section and same row uh, for less somewhere else, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That is the game time guarantee. Download the game time app today and you can use code locked on NFL for $20 off of your first purchase. That is the game time app. Just search it out in whatever app store you have and use code locked on NFL for $20 off of your first purchase. All right, everybody, wrap it up today's episode of Locked on NFL with our yike and our like. We do this every Tuesday, Luke and I, our yike, the one thing we didn't like from the week, our like, the thing that we did like for the week. And, and Luke, if you don't mind, I'm going to start us off with this one because uh, my yike and like are kind of e immediately intertwined with one another. Mm -hmm. um, and so my like is that we're in a new era of the NFL. And my yike that comes as a part of that is that the reason why we're in a new era of the NFL is because of how badly the Kansas City Chiefs have seemingly fallen off over the course of this season. It's been a rough season for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't get it twisted. Patrick Mahomes is still one of the best players in the NFL. And once they figure out how to get him wide receivers that know how to catch passes, he's going to be right back where he belongs at the top of the NFL next year, more than likely, along with Andy Reid, assuming Andy Reid is back. Uh, there's always that Andy Reid's one of those guys that always gets the retirement conversation at the end of every year. Yeah, it's a surprise old. retirement one. Uh, always gets that combo. And so, but uh, e even though the Kansas City Chiefs have fallen off and it kind of, it, it genuinely kind of sucks to see the way that they, they've fallen off. They're still a good team, right? But uh, it is kind of cool to see teams like the Baltimore Ravens, the, the Miami Dolphins, the, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles, like all of these teams that have kind of risen to be the cream of the crop. And I like the parody. I like the kind of change of pace that we're getting this season, as opposed to yet another um, 
easy to project Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl. Could they still get there? 100%. Could they still win it? 100%. But that's not what we're projecting at this moment. And to me, that's exciting. I like seeing two new jerseys in the Super Bowl every year. If we get the, yeah, you don't want to see like rematch on rematch. It's we, right. we, we both grew up in the world of it was like the Patriots every other year. Yep. <laughs> it's nice to see yep. some variety. Yeah. And that was, I think that's a big reason why I enjoy it for sure. Is that like that Patriots dynasty was so dominant. You just knew every year you were going in and you were saying, okay, who is it in the NFC is what you were usually mm-hmm. asking. Cause you knew who you, you just knew who was going to be in the AFC. And we yeah, weren't all the other right. team in the AFC championship was because the right. Patriots participated in like 18 of 20 of them or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, they didn't always make it there, but that was always the sort of expectation. And it was starting to kind of get that way with the Kansas city chiefs. And, understandably so and rightfully so because you know look at the success that they've had in Patrick Mahomes still young career so far so it's kind of neat to think that all right we might not actually see a red jersey at all in this in this Super Bowl matchup we might not see the Kansas City Chiefs so there would be some new Super Bowl champion some new Super Bowl winning head coach and all that to be able to kind of usher in sort of this new era of the NFL no Patriots maybe no Kansas City Chiefs and then we'll see what happens over in the NFC but it should be an interesting Super Bowl matchup and to me that's that's exciting when we can't project it like where we are right now yeah it makes the whole playoffs interesting right Mm -hmm. like you look at the AFC and the possible matchups and every single possible thing is interesting even going to you know the Browns and the Steelers who are teams we don't see as on the same level as you know the Ravens or the Dolphins but like I don't know they've pulled off some weird upsets like yeah man weird stuff could happen like the Chiefs could lose in the first round and then suddenly everything is topsy-turvy right yeah Uh, the guys over at at Locked on Chiefs said the other day uh it was Chris Clark and Ryan Tracy they were talking about it and they were saying look I wouldn't be surprised if this is a one and done team that can't the city chiefs and so if if that happens like who moves on from there because sometimes it's about just getting hot at the right moment so even those teams like the cleveland browns like the the pittsburgh steelers what happens if they surge at the right time right Mm -hmm. like it makes things very 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 interesting as we look look ahead to the playoffs here yeah absolutely um and that was your like and your yike effectively yeah they're they're kind of both together i'll give i'll give i'll give interim head coach uh uh, Coach Pierce, a shout out, and Antonio Pierce, a shout out as well over with the Las Vegas Raiders for knocking off the Kansas City Chiefs, scoring 20 points and being able to come away with the victory there. I mean, they've been awesome. So I, I'll give that like a little extra like, but really, I just I just like where the NFL's headed right now. Yeah. Keeping their playoff hopes technically True. alive. Yeah. Um. So my like is going to go to where I'm going to put both of mine in the NFC here. My mm-hmm. like goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. who put one on the Jacksonville Jaguars Big time. Uh, at the, at home uh, at Raymond James stadium. And they now are in the driver's seat to the NFC South. Now I believe both of their last games are against NFC South opponents. Correct. Uh, and one is against the saints, one against the Panthers. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, if they can take care of business in both of those games, which I assume they will be favored in, they'll go win back-to-back NFC South titles. And and I just appreciate the Bucks for giving us something watchable out of that division. The, <laughs> Ain't that the Saints, I'm sorry, Ross, I love you. The Saints are like peeling your fingernails off watching that <laughs> offense. The Falcons are just remain the funniest team in existence and they have suffered. I, I, we talked about it uh, with Lauren on unlocked on NFL last Tuesday mm-hmm. that the Falcons have suffered some indignities that just feel like the kind of thing that you need a whole season to shake off. 
Uh, <laughs> you know, losing to the Vikings and Josh Dobbs, who didn't know anything. It reminded me a lot of the Raiders losing to Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield when he came, yeah. showed up to the Rams on a short week. Uh, and the the Carolina Panthers don't exist. Thank no. goodness the Buccaneers have given us a team that we're all going to sit down and watch on wildcard weekend and not go. This team will never win. Like I, They might think it'd be an upset. They probably won't be favored in that game, but at least we can sit down and watch that game and feel like it's zero zero and anything can happen. Um, and not to mention Baker Mayfield, who the Buccaneers are actually interested in extending. It sounds like at yeah. least rumor has it that those parties are interested in talking about an extension. Uh, he, he feels like he's having his Geno Smith moment where he was yeah. counted out. He was in the the ranks of backup quarterback. Geno spent a lot more time in those ranks backing up Russell Wilson, but it feels like Baker Mayfield has found his way uh, into maybe a more steady job after going from the Browns to the Panthers to the Rams and all of this stuff. Uh, bouncing around the entire league, finally finding a home in Tampa Bay. And maybe getting something to work. And, you know, is, is this a Super Bowl contending team? I don't think they're that complete. And I don't right. trust Baker Mayfield nearly that much. But can they show up in the playoffs and ruin somebody's party? Yeah, I think they can maybe get weird about it, depending oh, on who yeah. they play, right? Yeah. Uh, and my yike goes to a team I do not feel that way about. And, you know, our tradition here on Locked On NFL Tuesdays, we got to pour one out for some teams that we think are done zo. Pour one. I thought you were going to pour water directly on your that uh, mixing, hysterical. <laughs> mixing board. <laughs> like, I, I uh, have to go. <laughs> it would have been it would have been an appropriate self-inflicted wound to uh, match the theme of the Minnesota Vikings. They are donezo. My Vikings are stupid, dumb, and they are going to be watching the playoffs from the couch. I'm done with them. Here's the deal. They have lost four of five. They have had two different quarterbacks throw four interceptions, uh, oh, and gosh. neither of them got benched in their game. Where they threw four interceptions, but Josh Dobbs did get benched in the next one. So we're all looking. Maybe they start the Storm and Mormon, Jaron Hall. Hey, he's back. Uh, that is where we are at. They are too injured. TJ Hawkinson is a knee injury that is not only going to end his season, but depending on how MRI results went on uh, Christmas, they will be th that might jeopardize his 2024 as well. Yeah. Justin Jefferson now goes into contract negotiations. We got to figure out what to do with Kirk Cousins. The offseason is going to be a really tricky one to navigate. Uh, but this team is, I mean, they're looking and saying, well, we got two NFC North games and, you know, division teams. Let's go beat them and let's go make our play. They're not going to do it. They don't have any talent left. They have a sprained ankle on Jordan Addison. They've got Josh Oliver and Johnny. They're throwing fades to Johnny Munt. They've got Nick Mullins oh, throwing goodness. interceptions to everybody. Uh, they lead the league in turnovers. They have outgained their opponents in four of their eight losses, and they tied in the total yardage battle in a fifth one. This is not a serious team. This is a team that if they could kind of, you know, stop making stupid mistakes and avoid, you know, the catastrophic disaster plays mm -hmm. could actually go toe to toe with anyone, but they cannot satisfy that condition. Mm. I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. I don't trust them for the other two games. I, screw the playoffs. I don't know if they win another game. I'm thinking, man, are they seven and 10 and drafting 10th? That feels like a more likely outcome with this garbage team. Get out of here, Vikings. You're done, though. We're pouring one out. I don't want to see you again, and I definitely don't want to put you in front of the nation again. It's embarrassing. Please let us die in silence. <laughs> I have the feeling we're going to be able to copy and paste that same rant for the New Orleans Saints for next week <laughs> after they lose <laughs> to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Buccaneers seal up the NFC South and the New Orleans Saints <laughs> are sent walking home like a sad Arrested Development meme. Uh, those are all the things that I expect. That, that is yeah. the offense of the New Orleans Saints is yeah. that 
just Michael Sarah sadly walking and then eventually sadly just sort of laying away. down wim- limply. <laughs> that is exactly right. That is exactly right. Well, y'all, it has been a fantastic and fun episode here on the Locked on NFL podcast. We appreciate you very much for joining us and for making us a part of your day uh, here as your first listen. Uh, for Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL, I am Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on your favorite social media. We'll be back with you here tomorrow. Uh, you're going to have uh, Chris and James breaking down the biggest stories, biggest questions around the NFL, as well as power rankings and all of that good stuff. We appreciate you very much. Hope that you had a wonderful and safe Christmas and continue to have happy holidays here from the Locked On NFL podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.